deliverance definition is is a divine act of rescue from life challenges bondage or affliction the divine act of rescue rescue means that uh you are bound or in a place where you can't take yourself out so when we talk about deliverance we are talking about being rescued by divine power from that challenge from that bondage from that affliction and when we are talking about deliverance we are talking about uh beyond the physical handles we are not just talking about uh, a physical limitation it is beyond the physical handles and understanding the hand of god in this act of deliverance so it is total dependence on god for rescue and for example uh when we talk about this uh rescue from bondage we think so much about the children of israel they were in bondage in egypt they were enslaved uh they were oppressed and then god sent moses as a deliverer to deliver them from that bondage so as we continue to talk about deliverance i want you to have that in mind about how the children of israel were in bondage and then they were delivered from that bondage so uh why are we talking about deliverance in our times and in the days of grace you know we've been saved by faith and all that why are we talking about deliverance because there is need for deliverance even in our present day the bible says in the book of ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 i'm just going to paraphrase that uh verse our struggles reach beyond what is visible our struggles are not against flesh and blood about the spiritual bondage uh fighting with uh powers of darkness rulers principalities that is why we cannot ignore the importance of deliverance because beyond what we can see there is warfare so we need deliverance from every spiritual bondage the other uh thing we consider about deliverance is emotional challenges if you read psalms 34 uh psalms 34 and verse 17 you see a prayer of david calling for deliverance because he is in distress uh let me read it uh psalms 34 verse 17 The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. So in times of distress and we are talking about emotional distress, the Lord hears the cry of the righteous. So when we are talking about deliverance, it's not just about somebody who is demon possessed. But even in our daily today living there are times you may experience you are in emotional distress you are you are frustrated you are 
uh, you're feeling discouraged in those moments of emotional distress, then this is a moment to cry out to God to deliver you. And the Bible says that he hears the cry of the righteous. That very moment where you are, when you are distressed. There's also another verse in the book of Psalms where uh, David says, When I am overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So even in those moments of emotional distress and challenges, deliverance is available when we cry out to the Lord. He he gives comfort and he heals the heart when you are in distress. So that is one of the other reasons why we need to know about deliverance, focus on deliverance and understand that deliverance is something we need every day of our faith walk. Then there is the other need for deliverance is physical afflictions. Physical afflictions and we are talking about sickness. Uh, we are talking about even uh, infirmities and uh, all these other challenges that are physical. Uh, if you read about the story of this man, uh, Batimaeus, son of Timaeus, who was blind, he knew he had a, a physical limitation, a physical affliction, and he cried out to be delivered from it. And uh, we can read Matthew 8, verse 16. And as I quote these verses in every uh, stage, I also encourage you to add your own verses that you know that you can reference. So Matthew chapter 8. For those who are joining us now, we are talking about deliverance. And we say there is deliverance is the, is the divine act or divine power involved in rescuing us from life challenges, from bondage, from affliction. So Matthew 8 verse 16, the Bible says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word, and he healed all who were sick, that it may be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So our deliverance, when it, we are facing uh, physical affliction, physical challenges, like we are seeing in Matthew 8, verse 16, the Bible says that they brought to Jesus. From Jesus' ministry, we are seeing any form of physical affliction, it was addressed through this power of God of deliverance. Those that were demon-possessed, they were set free. Those that were sick, they were healed. Uh, and, and something very unique is said here that he cast out the spirit with a word. With a word. Uh, we are going, as we continue to talk, to talk more of deliverance, we are going to see how does deliverance come about. And we see that Jesus is using the word. And the demons are cast out. The healing is, take, is taking place. And the Bible says that that was to fulfill the prophecy. That he bore our infirmities. He took our sicknesses. And even today, the same power is at work to deliver us from all physical afflictions. So having said that, 
then we need to know who can deliver and where do we direct our cries to. I know when I say this, it might seem like, oh, it's very obvious. But we are living in times where people even go to extra miles and pay even resources so that they go to somebody so they can be delivered. But we need to understand that God is the deliverer. Even if he uses people to pray, even if the Lord is going to use you, he himself is the deliverer. In Psalms 18, again, I'm going to go back to Psalms 18 and verse 2. Psalms 18 and verse 2, the Bible says, and I I read this Psalms, uh, I just read verse 1 yesterday in the service. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. So verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. So as we talk about deliverance, we have to emphasize the reliability in God in times of trouble. David is saying, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So whether you are dealing with uh, spiritual bondage, whether you are dealing with emotional challenges, whether you are dealing with physical afflictions, it is important for you to be focused on God as your deliverer. He is the deliverer. And I said that we will keep referencing in what he did in, uh, in the book of Exodus. From the Israelites' experience, we see God delivering them from bondage. God manifests himself as their strength and their salvation by setting them free from a bondage of over 400 years. So as we seek deliverance, it is important And I'm emphasizing this. It is important for us to know that God is our deliverer. We should not seek deliverance from any man. We should not seek deliverance from any other sources other than from God. And why am I saying this? If it is spiritual bondage, there is no other power that is above the power that is in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 41, verse 10, I'm I'm still emphasizing on God's reassurance, presence, and guidance so that we do not trust in human beings. We do not even trust on our own strength. We trust in Him. He is our deliverer. He is our deliverer. No matter what you're dealing with, We've said, those who cry out unto the Lord, he delivers. Psalms 40, Isaiah 41, verse 10, the Bible says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When you're talking about deliverance, one of the things that challenges uh, people is fear. The fear of defeat, the fear of being overcome or defeated by the forces that you're fighting against or the challenges that you're dealing with. And that is why the word of the Lord is assuring us not to be afraid. Understanding that the Lord is with us. He is our deliverer. Understanding that he is God and there is nothing impossible with him. It's very, very important. So when it comes to personal deliverance, what are some conditions you need to, you know, do or fulfill or regulations? Some things you need to do. There are some battles you realize, oh, these ones, these are these are battles and I need to align myself. I need I need the deliverance of the Lord. One of the things that is very, very important is repentance and turning to God. There are some things you look and you realize this one I brought my I, I brought it upon myself. There are things we do and we open a legal ground. We open a legal ground for the devil to afflict us. Uh, we were discussing the story of Balaam and Balak the other day with someone, and something was highlighted that there was no way Balaam could curse the Israelites. No matter how much sacrifice Barak offered and so many altars he raised, every time Balaam stood and looked at the children of Israel, all he could do was bless them. And at one point in uh, the book of Numbers 24, he gets very uh, angry and looks and, and at Balak and says, these people cannot be cursed. There is no witchcraft. There is no sorcery. There is no divination against Israel. Why? Because there is no wickedness in them. And the Lord has not found iniquity in them. Meaning, no matter how much Balaam and Barak tried to curse the children of Israel, there was no loophole. There was no legal ground. Because there was no wickedness. There was no iniquity in them. And the same way even today, the enemy, we said we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The same way the enemy is, is roaring like a lion. He is seeking for someone to devour. And so he, is, he keeps looking. Is there a legal ground? Is there a loophole I can enter and oppress so and so? And so it is very, very important for us to have every time genuine repentance and turning to God for cleansing. Uh, if we read uh, uh, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Acts 3 and 19. The Bible says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. 
repent and be converted so that your sins may be blotted out so this is the power of repentance once we repent where there is genuine repentance our sins are blotted out so it doesn't matter how the 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 powers of darkness or demons are trying to find fault with you our sins are blotted out and where there is genuine repentance then there is a promise of refreshment there is a promise of having the seasons of refreshing upon us so when we are talking about the uh, deliverance and this is something that even when we are maybe we are in a prayer meeting and we say okay now uh we we are seeking deliverance from the lord deliverance from this affliction deliverance from this bondage deliverance from this uh uh from this maybe it, uh physical challenge one of the things that is very important for a, a body of believer to do is repent because genuine repentance will blot out every sin and the enemy will not have a a loophole uh, i have witnessed this maybe i'm praying for somebody and uh, the person has been uh, going through demonic oppression the first thing you do is lead that person to repentance because by repenting that person is saying now I am no longer in control. I have allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to be in control of my life. And so if you are casting out demons out of a person who has truly repented, then those demons cannot have a legal ground and say, "No, we are not going." Huh? Why? They no longer have any legal ground because sin opens doors and legal grounds for demonic and uh, uh, all those other oppression. So repentance is very very important. Number 2, faith and trust. Again, I have quoted this verse very many times. This is Mark 11:24. Ah, uh, unwavering faith is very important when you are praying and praying the prayer of deliverance, you believe that what you have prayed the lord has had it and you have received it so faith and trust is very very important so i'm going to highlight a few uh, just a few examples of deliverance in the bible and uh, i was thinking about what to put up and i thought of you know daniel in the lion's den we we read that story and we've read that story about Daniel being thrown in the in the lion's den but just think about it just think about it the other day i went to kenya and i had the 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 uh, by the by the grace of god i was able to 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 go see those you no know, big five and i saw a lion very close a few a few lions very close and i just want you to think about that this man of god his accusation is not seen they tried to find fault in him but they realized there is nothing they can accuse daniel of except his relationship with god and so they decide let us say there is no more prayers and this man decides i will continue praying for because my source of strength 
is God. And we know the story of how Daniel prayed three times a day. He didn't even hide about it. He would open the windows and pray. And he knew, he knew the consequences of praying. <laughs> it's not that he didn't, it wasn't said after. He knew whoever is praying, whoever is doing this, the, the consequences has been thrown in the den of lions. And think about that deliverance of how God delivered Daniel in such a situation. And when you think about that, is there any situation in life or challenge that you are in that our God cannot deliver you from? Or our God cannot deliver even our family members from? By highlighting some of these deliverance uh, examples, I want to build up your faith and expectation so that any fear that the enemy releases when you hear it is deliverance time or it is a prayer of deliverance or, you know, you can declare God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of sound mind. He delivered Daniel from the den of lions. The other example I wanted to highlight, now Daniel is in the Old Testament. The other example is Paul and Silas in prison in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. So, uh, and, we'll, uh, and we'll explore some of the concept of how this deliverance came through. And I want you to just even think about it and put yourself in their shoes. You haven't done anything wrong, but you are put in prison. You are bound in prison. And then what happens? Instead of them complaining, instead of them having fear, they start singing praises. They start worshiping the Lord. So in the midst of the distress they were in, they prayed, they worshipped, they praised, and we know about the deliverance that God brought that day. So think about those two scenarios, and I know you can add very many other scenarios in the Bible of God's great deliverance. So practical steps when you want to pray for deliverance you said it is it is it's important for you your lifestyle repentance you know no iniquity no wickedness so that the devil may not find a legal ground we've talked about faith and trust you're praying believing that what you have prayed is gonna happen so you don't just sit and say i wish i i am delivered and you don't do anything about it so prayer and intercession is very very important uh you may look at at a situation maybe at home and realize we this is bondage this is affliction we need deliverance so how do you address that through prayer 
an intercession. And we can uh, look at it from the prayer uh, as described by James chapter 5. James chapter 5 verse 16, it says, Confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, vibrant prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effective, vibrant prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We've talked about repentance and just uh, making sure there are no legal ground, no loopholes. And when we repent, our God is faithful and just to forgive. And our sins are blotted. And then we cannot minimize the power of effective, vibrant prayer. You know, honest prayer, diligent prayer. The Bible says that prayer it availeth much. And in this scenario, uh, we are told about Elijah. He was a man with the nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. So this is one man who looks at the state of the nation. And he needed the Lord to bring deliverance. Deliverance from Baal worship. We said the, the reason why we need deliverance is because of the spiritual, spiritual bondage. Yeah? Things that happen in the spiritual world that, we, that are not visible within our, with this natural eyes. So this is a man who, had, who was of nature like us. You know, he would get hungry like you get hungry. Huh? And this one man prayed earnestly. The Lord gave him strategy. No rain for three and a half days. Why? Because he needed the hearts of the people to turn back to, to God. And then the hearts of the people are turned back to God at Mount Carmel. Then he prays again earnestly for rain. And the rain comes. When it comes to deliverance, may it be deliverance for your family. May it be deliverance in your own personal life. May it be deliverance in an, for the land or a city. We cannot minimize or ignore the power of prayer and intercession. Vivant means that you are earnestly seeking for deliverance. You, nothing else huh, will give you comfort. It's like the way the Bible says uh, 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 in the book of Isaiah, Behold, O Jerusalem, I have assigned watchmen on your walls that will not give me peace, that will not be quiet until Jerusalem is established. That is the kind of prayer. It's not a prayer you pray today and you're done. You, you, you know this is what I need. I need to see deliverance. Again, on what we are, we are going back to the children of Israel. The Bible says when God spoke to Moses, I have heard the cry of the people of so when 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 it comes to matters of deliverance there has to be that earnest need and prayer and intercession 
I always ask myself, what would have happened if the children of Israel continued, you know, doing the work of building the pyramids and the slavery and they never complained? If they never complained, if they never cried out to God, what would have happened? Initially, God had told Abraham in his, you know, good conversation with Abraham, his friend, that your seed will go to another land and they will stay there. There will be sojourners there for 400 years. So initially, according to God, they were supposed to be there only for how many years? 400. I don't know whether they stayed those 400 in comfort, but the next 30 years that they stayed, when God speaks to Moses, he's like, I have heard the cry. And remember what we read in the book of uh, Psalms 18? That when the righteous cry out, the Lord delivers them. Meaning, we need to be uncomfortable in every bondage. What pushes people to pray earnestly, this kind of prayer, is when you become uncomfortable. When you, you decide enough is enough, this is not the way to live, you know? Let's talk about even great revolutions. All those revolutions that we can read about in history, they come about from people seeking change because they have refused to be comfortable in the, in the oppression. And that is why we cannot minimize the, the power and the importance of prayer and intercession. And not just, inter not just prayer, but fervent prayer. So the other thing that uh, one can do to incorporate when you're praying and seeking deliverance is fasting. I'm not going to touch much on fasting because I will dedicate a month in this year and we will cover fasting. Because fasting is a very wide, wide topic. And fasting is a spiritual discipline that, that is done in connection with intensified prayer. So fasting is also a, a practical steps when you're seeking deliverance. And you can read Mark 9, uh, Mark 9 verse 29. Mark 9, 29, it says, So he said to them, This kind can, can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So this is a time the disciples, uh, somebody had brought a boy who was tormented for them to pray for him. Remember, there is a time we talked about how the disciples were sent two by two and how they came back happy, you know? And they were telling Jesus, even the demons were, you know, we, we, miracles are happening. Things are happening. But in this incident, they tried to cast out. They tried to pray. Huh? Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing happened. Uh, it, uh, Ethan, can you mute? Nothing happened. And so when Jesus came... Jesus was looked at them and asked, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And we know that Jesus healed. We are in Mark 9. 
Jesus healed the boy. He cast out the, the, the demon that was in, in this boy. He called it the deaf and dumb spirit. Jesus commanded that deaf and dumb spirit to come out. And now where we have read, the disciples are going around <laughs> after the, the crowd has dispersed. And they're like, oh, Jesus, please, can you explain what was going on? Why? <laughs> Why didn't we do it? What, what else should we do? They were asking privately, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said, what? <laughs> this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and, and fasting. So just put it somewhere in your notes. It's important to incorporate that in intercessory, that intensive praying with 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 fasting the other thing that is very important for us to understand when it comes to deliverance is it is important for us to seek wise counsel seek wise counsel <coughs> proverbs 11 verse 14 The Bible says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Uh, back again to some of the things that we highlighted that cause us to need deliverance. There are some things and some bondages you may be in, but all you need is a word of wisdom or counsel. And your deliverance comes about. Some bondages you don't even need to fast. You just need to seek to seek counsel, even direction from the Lord. And the bondages are broken and you are free. We will discuss that more. So it is important for us to actively seek deliverance when you look at some areas in your life and you're like this one I need deliverance it's it's important to be very open with yourselves like apa inahitaji kukombolewa this is an oppression this is a bondage huh? this is an affliction identifying areas that you need to seek deliverance and also be willing to surrender to God and focus on him as your deliverer don't look elsewhere he is the source of our deliverance he is our deliverer and so i want to pause there i know i've rushed through this but uh, we are just laying the foundation on deliverance we will get deeper this month we will get deeper i know we have several or many questions but from what we have covered today I'm going to open for questions.